0: Welcome back to the Masters of Recon Podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast
1: with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeldt and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, guys.
0: Welcome back to the Masters of Recon Podcast. Today, we have a repeat guest. Back in June of 2020, Ryan Campbell came on the podcast. He is from Mentor, Ohio. He came on episode 12. Uh, If you scroll all the way back, and that title was 15-year body tech turned PDR technician, something like that. Very popular episode because there's a lot of people that always wanted to do that. Now, after three years of being a full-time PDR technician, he has added almost every other service to his shop except for a couple little things. Um, So we're here to talk about it. Welcome to the
2: show, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad glad to be back. (laughs) Yeah, man. So the Internet's a wonderful thing.
0: You and I met,
2: um, I
0: don't even know how we met, somewhere online. And I saw that you were leaving the shop and I said, Come on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a fun experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it definitely motivated me a lot. Uh, you know, even talking to you before the podcast. And that's what really gave me the confidence to do it. And I did it. So thank you for that. Appreciate it.
0: And that's what we want to be for everybody. I mean, that's what people people need mentors. And it's basically impossible to find a mentor in your city for paintless air repair or some automotive reconditioning. Even if you do know one of the five people that are there, or 20, if you're in a big city, uh, half of them don't want to talk to you. You know, I mean, that's why Ryan and I do this podcast with the, we're, you know, we focus on Restore Effect but we talk about every other service. Now we're talking about all the industry changing CIC. I have another one coming up that I interviewed um, SCRS, all these big organizations. We're just trying to give the info out to people and show them not the way that we know how to do it, but the way that we're looking at doing things and we're kind of talking about it together, you know? And getting yep. stories on from people like you, Ryan, and uh, everybody else with that on is, is how we do it. So uh, go back, see if you can like give us a concise version of body tech, open the PDR shop, how that's been, why add, why add services, why not just continue PDR? You know, give us a little summary of that. We'll go from there.
2: Okay, I'm kind of, you know, give a quick background, but I, I was a body yeah. tech for, for many years. Um, and I kind of felt like I, I reached that point after like six years of being pretty good at doing body work. I was just kind of hit a shelf, you know, and I was making the same amount of money and it was great money. I was, I was earning anywhere from 130 to 200 hours a week as a at flight rate tech. So I was doing good, but it's not humanly possible to to push yourself more than that, but I wanted to do more. I wanted to offer more, so I sent myself to PDR school to uh, become better at being a body technician, so I could work mm. the metal out better without doing welding studs and yeah. quick glaze coat. Boom, you're done. Well, I got really good at doing PDR work because I became <laughs> the best at it. And uh, this is before I really knew anybody. Um, I didn't know you and just a couple yeah. local guys. So. I didn't even know like this community and people were out there to like even help. So, um, Mm -hmm. after I met you, I was, I, I had my business going for about four years and I was doing PDR for the body shops that I worked for. So I was a flat rate tech, bring my tools in and I was running my business in, in the shops. So I would just write an invoice. They would mark it up. They always had a PDR tech on hand. So it was great for the body shop. Great for me. Um, I think at that time, I was only making an extra like 1,500 bucks a month doing PDR, but definitely on top of turning 130 to 200 hours a week, I was, I was doing great happy. Um, the one place that I was working sold to, um, Abra and then it merged the caliber. It was around mm, that time. Mm. So I decided to leave cause they wouldn't allow that policy anymore. What mm. my, my boss had going. No more me.
0: small, no more small
2: business owner. Yeah, situation. They, Handshake. Yeah, yeah. I turned into a number and then, Forgot about that part. Yeah. So then I, uh, I I went to another shop for a short period of time, about two years. And then that's when I met you, Corey. And we were talking and, and you told me, what's the worst thing that can happen? You go back to doing body work, making good money. You have all your tools. Just, you know, give it a shot. Because you, you believed in me and you, you just talking and seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. You knew I could do it. Um, and that motivated me to do it. Once you said that, it clicked. I'm like, well, shit, I'm just gonna leave my, my tools You can here. still go
0: back, Ryan. You can yeah.
2: Still go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm ruined now. I'll never, like. Yeah, you'll never go back, exactly. No. I knew that shit <laughs> when I said that, by the way. <laughs> I kinda, honestly, I kinda took a turn back to doing collision work, you know, doing the, the non-structural collision shop, what I have now, Um, but it's my shop. And now I'm never gonna work for somebody again. Uh, I'm I'm ruined on that aspect, so thank thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I left my so. toolbox there for um, a month, and I told my boss at the time it was right when like COVID hit is when yeah we were uh, we were talking That's right, and I was taking Fridays off because the body shop was super slow, and then uh, I told him I said listen, I'm doing pretty good on Fridays at my little shop. I had a little thousand square foot shop in the back of this building and um i'm like i'm doing pretty good if i do this five days a week i'll be i'll be all right so i'm gonna try it and my boss at the time he was like all right buddy just you know we'll keep your tools here if it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. out." so i went back uh, like a month or two later to pick my toolbox up and bring it to my shop so it worked out it was great and three days in i was on episode 12 of corey's podcast so i was very new into I think it was the first podcast that I ever was on. So I was like nervous. You could go back and listen to it. It, it was a it was a good one. I enjoyed doing yeah, it. it. And it fired me up, man. It, it just being on the podcast, I'm like, man, I'm doing things. I'm I'm out here, I'm doing my own dent work. And it, it was awesome. And that really uh gave me the energy and, and the, the vision to to do what I'm doing now. So after yeah. all that, a couple of years go by, um about a year by myself in my i have a cyan XB that i wrapped in my thousand square foot shop in the back of this building uh that i now own um but i was a year no big deal no big deal biggest biggest thing of my life it 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 is it it's a dream of mine to have something like this it took a lot of work um, yeah a lot of planning um i'm in like a little bit of real estate too so in the meantime of in the time of doing body work i had a couple rental properties residential i would buy these houses for like 40 50 thousand renovate them rent them out um and you know you just kind of multiply stack I think, them up yeah i had three houses and no i had four and i sold three of them so i sold three of them when the market was really good kind of getting <clears> off <track throat> where, where i was but i sold three Sorry, of them hey, it, all,
0: it all it all back is in man yeah, it all kind of
2: comes into how I got mm-hmm. the building. Um, sold three of them when the market was good. Used some of the money for a down payment on this building. I was great friends with the owner of the building. The way I ended up getting this building is I was renting off of her. The back unit was her husband's shop. He passed away. She's my neighbor. Awesome lady. She's actually the, the Did founder. she just pass
0: away, Ryan? Is that who you
2: posted on Facebook? Oh, man. I didn't realize that was
0: her. Wow. that was okay. her, yeah.
2: So, so, yeah, here I am like... It, it, i would always look on a saturday i would be here and i'd look out this window and she would be doing the landscaping still yeah, and like yeah, i told her I said, yeah, yeah. Really, like you still own it you just don't pay for it she'd have her dog running around so i'm gonna i'm gonna miss that big time she's a she's yeah. wonderful wonderful lady um but yeah. she was the founder of hospice of the western reserve she started with twenty thousand and 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 built it up to be a very wow. very great place but yeah, yeah but Going back, uh, I rented that unit off her, you know, we were good friends, I would always help her out. And then the machine shop from this unit ended up, uh, they got bought out. And this building was kind of built around that machine shop. Her and her husband built it for the machine shop. And she asked me if I want to rent the front and it needed renovated. And I said, Elizabeth, if I'm going to be spending $3,500 a month in rent or 4,000, whatever it was going to be, I said, I'm going to buy a building. And that's my goal in life is I want to, that's where I'm going right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I have new goals now, um, now that I have my building, but that was a big goal of mine to own my own building. Um, a lot of the places the mechanic shops and stuff I've been to doing dent work, every single person that that has been successful and been there for 15, 20 years, they're like, man, I could have, if I bought this place, I could have paid it off. I'm still mm-hmm. paying rent. And yeah. so, yeah. And, and. I take every everybody's information in and, and I store it in my mind and I'm like he's right you know so I didn't want to be that guy I am starting off young. I didn't want to be that guy in 30 years that read it for 30 years and, and should have bought it yeah yeah I should have bought it yeah so I told her that and I I was upfront she, she was like my grandmother so I talked to her about everything and I told her that I said, listen, I'm able to and you're willing to sell it, I would gladly buy it. And And there were other people that approached her about buying it for more money. And she she just believed in me so much that she she wouldn't. She's like, no, that's your building. It, I'm selling it to you. And um, I love her for that. It's I wouldn't Damn. be here without her. So um, it's great. You know, it's great what she did. And just like you, you had the faith in me, she did, too. And uh, it really just motivates me to be the best I can be. Um, but that's yeah, how I, I, the building.
0: Listen, listening to that, I mean, like, I think I've talked to hundreds of technicians. I don't really do much coaching anymore unless someone like really asks me to do it. But um, if you guys sit and ask yourself, like, why aren't I successful, and you just listen to Ryan Campbell's story, Ryan Brewer has a very similar, you know, work ethic story. And and that's why, like, I mean, the Ryan Campbell knows how to fucking work. And mm-hmm. a lot of people listening to this podcast, a lot of people in the world don't know how to fucking work. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do a 200 flat rate plus start a business on the side, then start on Fridays and do real estate on the side. The whole time you were doing real estate, you're work yeah. all day, 200 flat rate, you got a PDR business on Friday, you would remodel a home on Saturday and potentially Sunday till three in the morning and go to work at seven. And I know that. And I know you're like not giving those specifics, but th- sometimes that's what it takes. If you have dreams and you want to go get them, that's what it takes. Not forever, can't do that shit forever, obviously. And you have ups and downs. Ryan's are working, you know, those seasons where you're working, you know, a hundred hour weeks basically through your various things. but. Then you go to Mexico for a week or wherever you just take wherever with all the other dang guys. But uh, anyway, so ask yourself, are you working that hard? Like if you want the goals, if you want to achieve goals in your life, how hard are you working? How hard are you working to get them? Or are you putting in 36 hours a week and upset that, you know, the needle isn't moving, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Brewer?
1: Well, yeah, it's the same. I think most people are trying to figure out how not to work because dent guys and everybody else get <laughs> at there and they're, they're growing their business. They're like, I need to figure out how not to do this, but I feel like they're doing it too soon. You know, like obviously yeah. it takes hard work. Ryan Campbell went from zero to a hundred as far as, uh, you know, working for someone, opening up his own stuff and then did everything right. Um, you know, that's what really what it takes to grow a business the right way mm-hmm. and be successful in the long run
0: yeah 100 percent. so anyways you got your building now from your grandma from your non-biological grandma
2: yeah yeah so it's
0: a great story by the way Uh, yeah
2: yeah. thank you and
0: i'm sure you're not going to sit there and mention about how many i'm assuming and i don't know this how many things you did for her as the as the strapping young man that was always next door that you never asked for anything for i'm guessing
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. she she was she always felt like she was bothering me. First thing she yeah. said, she called me, Ryan, I know. I know sick. you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I, and I told her, I said, I said, listen, like it's, I enjoy helping you. You're like, and, and yes. I really you did like, I, I, I'm there for, I like helping people more than like, mm. like I tell people that come in here, my customers, if I could do this for you for free, I would love to do it for free and help you. And I know it's a yeah. bad situation. So-and-so hit your car. But you know we got to keep the lights on, you know, and mm-hmm. run a business. So that's we, mm-hmm. we got to. But I truly enjoy helping people more than collecting money. Money is a number to me anymore. It is um, a score. We have a goal to hit each week with the team. If we're not hitting it, we just didn't hit our score. So it's mainly that's the the way I look at money. Is it's now a tool to do other things to to, to help to help more people help more people people. yeah and and i i love the fact that like with my employees i give them leeway like if they got to leave if they and they're most of them are commissioned they the two guys are commissioned jeff's hourly but um i let them once the work's done you go do your thing go do what you got to do if Mm -hmm. the job comes in i'll call you if you want it you want it if not i'll do it um i'm kind of a little bit too lenient with them because we had a little issue um, a week or two ago, two weeks ago, where I signed up for an advanced RV fest. It was an RV fest where I had to do a couple of presentations and about dent repair and the benefits of it. And it was good for me to get in front of people. It was a great, great event that they held. And uh, I told my team about it six months ago, and I said, "Hey guys, are you you know would you come and help me?" And at that time, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it crept up on us fast. But the day it was the week before I left. I I had a talk with everybody and I I I'm like, hey, you know, and I do a lot for these guys. I'm like, hey, uh, Brandon, any any way that you can uh come help me out on Saturday? i I'm gonna be there Friday through Sunday, but Saturday we're gonna be doing jobs, you know, people are gonna want Denstone in their RVs, and these are sprinter van RVs, so they're not like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. these are just custom sprinter Not No, van. not fire, not fiberglass. Yeah, and um Instantly, no,
0: Oh, my
2: my heart sank, man. Cause I do everything. Like my goal in life is just help people out and my employees, I want the best for them. And then I was kind of like got quiet. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. And then Tom comes in a little later, my older tech and I'm like, hey Tom, so Brandon can't this weekend. Are you able to help me out if I need it? I don't want you to go there and sit there on your weekend. But if if I'm there and I'm landing a bunch of jobs, can I call you and you could just run in and knock some stuff out make some money, help me out.
1: No, no. (laughs) Not
2: even like, they didn't even tell me what they were doing. So I was, uh, I was pretty hurt all weekend. Yeah, that that hurts. I was there by myself. My, one of my best friends, uh, Ryan from I know detailing was, uh, they're doing the detail end of it. I was the dent end of it. And his whole team was there and they were kicking ass and, uh, and I was like, man, what did I do wrong? He's like, right. you're a little too lenient with your guys. You know, you gotta you gotta set those boundaries. Like, hey, it's. I told my guys it's mandatory to be here. And they were all there. So that's where I gotta, I'm, I'm in that learning process being a um, manager and an owner and all mm-hmm. that To I gotta, I gotta stay stern with them. And they had a good talking to. I pulled them aside one by one the week after. And I told them how I felt. And I told them yep. I would expect you to tell me how you feel if if i did something to upset you or that didn't help you or hurt you yeah, yeah, yeah. so um they got it and they they're pulling it together and they they're they're, they're definitely awesome. picked up some slack so
1: that's it just that little story but um yeah <laughs> it's,
2: crazy. it's crazy
1: it's crazy how much there. we're alike like i am the same i know you guys are. and we get i get run over every day my guys and it, just, it hurts like more mm-hmm. like I'm upset and I'm mad it really at the end of the day when you think about it it just hurts because you you really you're building this place and I ta- I don't know who I talked to this if it was on a podcast or with Paul the other day like we build these businesses really not for us at the end of the day we're building it for all the people who work here yeah you know and it's like we sacrifice a lot and at the end of the day I think we expect a lot and without any type of communication, So that's that stern part of owning the business is just setting those boundaries and making sure that we communicate, you know, ahead of time. So we don't run into those issues. And that's for everybody who owns a business really, Yeah, you know. And I
0: think if you're in a business, I think we're all in a similar situation. You know, you have five or six people or less somewhere around there and you're doing somewhere between like 600 and a million Mm dollars. And I know this thought crosses your mind, like, I there's still most days where I could just fire everybody, shut it all down and and make more money than I do today. Yep. Right. And you're all like, yeah, I mean, so we're not over the hump to where we're just like an owner that makes a bunch of money or whatever. Like we're, we're still getting up and doing the marketing things and doing the sales and bringing on the restore effects. We'll talk about that. Ryan Campbell just brought on restore effects as well. We're doing all these things, not, not purely only for ourselves. It's not literally. The math doesn't even make sense that you do it for yourself. You know? (laughs) I'm like, I think it all and I know every good business owner thinks it. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm gonna shut it all down and fix dance by myself and double my income tomorrow. (laughs) You know, but well, that's that's that's
1: just that's being stuck in the middle of uh like a small business owner to a medium and to a large business owner. Large Mm -hmm. business owners they're not building that business for themselves. Like I mean for no, everybody else. That, They're there for the money, right? Small mm. business owners do well because they have one employee or one guy yeah, working or with them. four or us, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Us guys who have multiple mm. employees, we're we're stuck in this middle and we're just like hoping that it works. But we're I feel yeah. like we're building it for everybody else. So it's just, we hope that we can get the respect. I hope all, uh, you know, we have some employees or guys working for other people listening to this uh, because this is for y'all. It's really not, you know, at the end of the day, it's for everybody.
0: And I think, I think, I mean, I have goals to build it to a point where I can make more money as a business owner than I do as a technician. That's my goal, but I I don't, I hope that I'll never get to a point where I'm only doing it for money. Obviously I don't think that's ever going to be the case. I think that's, I think that's why when you start at start at small businesses and grow them, it doesn't end up like that. These these massive corporations, a whole different whole different subject. The fact that I'm 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 as conservative as you can get, but the fact that the CEO of a multi-billion-dollar corporation like Amazon can make hundreds of millions of dollars bonuses while they lay off people is just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's some right. That. Something right. wrong with that, you know? Yeah. Um, as a sidebar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So i hope we never not that we're going to build an amazon but if you get to a point where you're doing multiple million dollars in a couple different shops or whatever um it's always about people should always be about people
2: yeah yep.
0: ryan added restore effects ryan campbell after after that he like bought a building did all this now like oh i got all this space what am i supposed to do with all the space i can't just fix dents in here right i guess that was probably part of the process
2: yeah, so a, a big thing, uh we, we were doing dance and we expanded it. We're we're in the front of the building. I lease out the back half. Um, but we're in six thousand square foot now. So we have a big area. I renovated it all, painted everything, built offices, put windows in for the so so from the waiting room you could see into the shop. And um I was the detailer like, guy, the lease other lease guy? What's Ryan, that? the the Ryan. I, I the wish he, yeah, I wish he was in the okay, building. Okay. Uh he's right down the road. Write right down the road for me. So um, we we definitely work hand in hand. He sends me that work. I send him details, yeah, so of ceramic coating stuff like that. Um, that's, but, what uh, I meant,
0: that's what that's what that NTE right?
2: You're, yeah, with, yeah. You yeah, I I him. Him. yeah, yeah. He's a good, good kid. Real young kid too, but he has. Yeah. He, he just turned twenty-four. I I look yeah. at him like he's my age. I'm yeah. thirty-five now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started like when we moved up here. I was still a dent guy, right? And yeah. And a car would come in with pretty, uh, then I could PDR on a fender, but the paint's blown off. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you got to go see the body shop. And I'm like, turning all this stuff down. I'm like, my whole life, I did body work and paint. What am <laughs> right. I doing? I have 6,000 square foot here. So I bought a prep deck. Um, I got a mixing bank put in. And now we're doing light collision, but it's PDR first. So we are, the way I sell it to my customers is, we're not stud gutting your fender we're not like just roughing it out and, and making it out of bondo. we are literally PDRing it and then we'll feather out the the scratches or the chip paint and might need a tight glaze coat but it's not a big old dirt glass fender mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we've been doing bumper jobs um fender jobs you know mirror replacements when the mirror gets ripped off you got to paint it so instead of sending it to the, the mirror cap to the body shop we have Some it, here. it out, yeah, yeah. Um, another big thing with the mix bank is we mix our own touch-up paint. So we're selling touch-up paint. If a customer wants a dent done with a little touch-up, we sell them a touch-up paint and we mix it ourselves. We don't gotta order it, we don't gotta wait on it. It's here, it's ready to go. So, so after cool. I got into that and in doing collision work, light collision work, if, if there's something that comes in wasted, I have body shops I do dents for, I prefer my local body shops because we work together for the bigger jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm like, you know what, we're all like seeing this Restore FX product. I got a demo at Vegas um, MTE when I was there. Alex did a demonstration, pulled us behind the, the curtain. I'm, I'm like, oh, it's like Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> like got, like you know, old, school de- old school debt repair, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They like moved the red curtain and let me in. And he's like doing this thing. And me as a, a body frame guy, paint guy, like. I'm you've like you've seen no clear way. coat you've seen yeah I, i've been in there so negative like no way this is gonna ever work and i seen it and i'm like oh wow it, it actually darn <laughs> good I'm like, yeah. actually.
1: even coming from a paint guy right
2: yeah yeah so you yeah. too uh,
1: you had the know. same
0: experience i didn't i didn't I know. have that experience
2: but it was still amazed yeah. me but you can you can literally fix it you ever have like a shitty die back paint job uh like say some you know little body shop paints it and it dies back yeah. and it's all tall you sand it restore FX. it looks like a brand new freaking paint job so they yeah, put a layer of clear
0: coat over top. Yeah.
2: yeah and uh that's what sold me on it when i like started talking to other people you that were using it dan Rakiki, and um mm-hmm. i'm like you know what this might not be a bad investment and i kind of wanted to get in um once tc told me he's like he's like if you don't if you don't buy it i'm gonna buy it in your area because <laughs> his area was already sold and he's been trying to buy it off the guy in his area. I, restore
0: the oh restore FX is literally next door to his dent shop. Yeah. Or in oh, the really? same strip mall or, Yeah, TC martindale sure. in North yeah. Carolina, I think. It's he like he always goes, he always walks in there. TC's That's fucking fun. hilarious, but he like, yeah, the the briefcase of cash How much how much for you guys <laughs> to leave and let me take this <laughs> thing over? Oh
2: man. Once I heard that from him, like gosh, oh, and I gotta sign up now. <laughs> so he's damn it. like, yeah. you need the money here i'll give it to you i'm like no 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 i got it so i I did and so thanks to him for kind of pushing me to do that um i haven't talked to him in a while i got to give him a call and say what's up um i don't know what i'm doing but yeah i I bought into it and we we kind of like bought the license and we did we waited probably six months before we got into training we waited until our slow season i did training in february um, we we kind of pushed it off two times because my employee, Jeff, my shop manager, he had uh, his wife was pregnant with their second child and we didn't know when the baby was coming. So we pushed it off. Baby was here. Everything was good. So then we went February 13th through the 17th to training in Bellingham. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to go to Ryan's place in Toronto. Isn't that where it's mm-hmm. at? Yeah. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. But we decided to fly to Bellingham. It was a lot farther, a lot, you know, more expensive. It's it's a big thing to shut your shop down for a week. You know, pay your employee to be there, and you know, yep. and do all this. It's a big investment. It was a very mm-hmm. big thing. Very, you know, it was risky for us to do. But we're we hit the ground running. At first, we, you know, we have our ups and downs. You have issues when you come come out of training and stuff. Uh, but you solve them. And you learn, and you never give up. I was—I had some late nights here fixing a couple of my my own personal mistakes. with, yeah. the product. um, So yeah, and that's.
0: that's I think there's a right. lot. I think there's a lot of people that RestoreFX, I think, really good at positioning, and you could see the product, and then see you know how good. And I think I, I've talked to several people recently that are like upset that there's a that there's an issue with with RestoreFX, and I'm like. It's a like it's brand new service you're offering, dude. Like I don't understand. I mean,
1: well, it's also the do same. Remember, the do you remember the beginning? Why yeah, I like, do you remember when you started repair?
0: fixing dents? <laughs> like right. how many years was that of fucking? I think I'm good now, and then you get a right. you know right. this dent, and you're like I suck. Yeah. you know, and it's the it's the same thing. Like there's always gonna be my guy's a year and a half in almost and. You know, it's been two, three months since we had a real issue that he didn't just fix. And we did a sub- retail Subaru job in this, wa- this one door on the Subaru, pretty new car. Literally, he could not figure out how to do it. Kept it another day, did another code, all that stuff. We gave her the car and said, come back in a week when it's fully cured and we'll, and we'll fix the door and just have a charge. I mean, they're, they're, you're you're going to run into things. I mean, especially if you've been in the paint world, too. Like, you think you know everything. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what, the f- what happened with that? You know? Yeah, right. Um. But, uh. Anyways, yeah. Talk about talk about um. You know, some of the pros and cons, if you will. So we're on a show.
2: Yeah, I would say like one thing I wanted to bring up, like if you were if you were doing this and you didn't have an alternate income, so you didn't have the the non-structural collision shop or EDR shop, like it would be very difficult to hit the ground running. As in, if you were never did dent repair before and you jump into it to do be a dent guy. Mm-hmm. And quit right. your job. You can't. You can't yeah. do that. I always tell anybody that's learning dent repair, and I have friends that are learning it, that are painters, stuff like that. I said, keep your job, keep your source of income, because you're not going to just come out of school and, and be making a hundred grand a year as a dent guy. You got to. And that same thing with Restore FX. You you, there's a learning curve. You don't just buy this this franchise license and and now money is just falling in your lap and you, you're making a living it's a it's a slow process and we are Mm -hmm. still with our alternative income of paintless dent repair and and all the other stuff we offer we're running that first but we are having you know the cars come in and between jobs we're going back there and we're we're trying to master and make sure that it's a perfect product before we're offering it retail and the reason i want to do that is i don't want I don't want a bad name for restore effects if we do a retail right. job, and i don't want a bad name for my shop we really care about just delivering a great product great service so we're we're doing um just you know lock cars right now we have a a, a good little dealership around here that that he he's understanding and he's like getting a really good deal on getting the uh the yeah. RestoreFX. <laughs> and and he he loves this stuff he's like that guy that's just like oh my god even if it's better, oh, like yeah. i right gonna his patina cars, he had old Volvo with like you know rust circles. We restore FX right over that. And he's really, <laughs> oh, oh, I'd be curious yeah. to see that. I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, it's a red Volvo. I have it on my site. I'll, I'll text you a little video of it. Came out good, it was a single stage paint. Yeah. We, we're, we're testing it. We, we want to yeah, know for sure, yeah. the issues and fix issues before we have a customer that's trying to pick up their car and we don't know how to fix the issue. Um, and you'll yeah, have- I mean, I remember Bre- Brewer was doing the same thing. Like how far can I, like, how far can I take
0: this thing? Right? Like what, what can this, what can this thing cover up basically? Yeah. Not rust, by the way, just so you all know, it doesn't, cover yeah, so I mean, rest- I get, I get technically it makes it glossy.
1: The <laughs> <glossy.
0: laughs>
1: rust. <laughs> effects really is against that. So a lot of people know that, but I, I say yeah, that, for sure. you know, we all want to push the limits to find out what can and can't be done. That way we know how to sell this product yeah um, exactly so i'm not saying don't do it and i'm not saying do do it but um we've all done it you know so a lot of people it, like the, that patina look and they mm-hmm. want to they want to
2: seal it in um i've had other people come so if if the customer is like all on board with it and that's what they want hey i gotta yeah you know, and, i mean you're
0: not putting those ones in your advertisements either right? no, that's, that's just like you that's that. just like your own your own thop your own um uh, yeah experimentation i guess i would say yeah mm-hmm. so how many cars have, how many cars have you guys done restore fast we're,
2: we're about 15 cars in right now mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. we, we try to do one a week and yeah. sometimes we do two a week but we yeah. want to we want to just take our time with it we're not tr- we're not trying to just produce we we want mm-hmm. to figure the issues out and do everything and we have our prep stations got all the lights and everything we got our build out um we got our our mobile lights that roll around and they give yeah. you the whole list. I don't know if you guys have mentioned like a yep. yep. list of stuff Sorry. that you, you got to buy, um, we haven't talked about that actually, but no, that's like, I've,
0: I've think Brewer and I've called it a couple of times, the business in a box situation where you're buying sure. the licensed product where they kind of give you the steps to succeed. So it's like, here's the list of stuff you're going to need, which is, which is great. I, I mean, that's huge right there just like here's the list of stuff you need in order to be successful <clears throat> your initial your initial payment gives you a bunch of the restore effects product and some other accessory items on how to prep cars not everything not everything that you need <laughs> but it gives yeah. you a lot of that type of stuff and then um my favorite part is honestly the marketing materials too like the amount of time i've spent making marketing materials for dent pro um, right. a business card, a pamphlet, a poster, or whatever. But like, you just go into their back end online store, and I'm like, I would like a restore effects banner, right? $80 done. <laughs> when it's right. like, I don't have to go on Canva and like fucking ask my wife, How's the uh, should I move the dent pro over like mm-hmm. three not three clicks? And it's like, oh, God, dude,
2: just like order, yeah. yeah. I just did a car, so I have a focus, um, that sat under a pine tree at my cabin for five years so it was all it was all moldy and it it yeah. was in bad shape so I have before and after pictures of that and I actually did half the car in restore yeah. FX so we probably awesome to, yeah and even the um the, the logos and the details that I had made by a local place I had all the JPEG everything sent to me exactly yeah. what yeah. the logo should be and it was nice. literally just boom I didn't have to create a logo like this That's one cool. here. I had a find a company to create it and like you yeah your debt repair logo yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah and
2: even doing like my my banners of this like you got to create it all and spend four days doing it you know yeah. but with the restore fx i literally sent the lady the stuff she mapped it out on the car, boom 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 you got it And i put the decals on um it, it's really cool the setup that they have with with everything and the list it's kind of overwhelming honestly at first but
0: yeah you get that lesson Like that's a lot of stuff to get <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just printed it up, man, and I, I was just checking off yeah. whenever we had a little extra money, you know, if we did good mm-hmm. that week. I would I would buy a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And again, it's yep. all about the prep. You know, you can't just jump in and, and expect to to just unless you get a big old loan. But I was trying to do it as we went and uh and yeah. it, it works out really good. So it's it's a I would say a good year process before you start like doing cars and and profiting on it, I guess I should say. I would say
0: good good working. Yeah. Ryan Brewer has a little little bit of experience. He could explain it. I mean, as far as like jumping into restore effects, but I was similar. Like I hired a full-time guy with my Mm -hmm. brother-in-law, some of my sister's brother, Um, good detailer, like has the eye for it, all that stuff. And with the intention of him eventually taking over that side of that site like running restore effects and it's been a year and a half the first few months he was actually kind of part-time because he was doing something else also so it worked out it was like we'd book we didn't always have cars right even though we were doing free demos we didn't people didn't get it or whatever and now a year in um we're at a point where I mean I think we have 10 cars that need to be done you know, scheduled from today on out. And then now we're doing a couple retail ceramic coatings and retail restore effects. And now he and I were looking at each other yesterday the other day and we're like, shit, dude. This all you know it can get out of hand pretty quick. But that's that's building that building that baseline of like he's really good at what he does. He he knows how to solve problems. I, I go sell the stuff. Um, but Ryan, talk about your experience a little bit, uh, maybe to, to Ryan Campbell a little oh. bit too and uh you, yeah. you you could you can just hit the ground running
1: <laughs> well i hear i hear the word planning and it really intrigues me because i I don't do that right i <laughs> i see I'm so impatient with everything in business that i I have to just if the product's good the service is good i'm I'm throwing everything i have You're like this it. shit sells
0: itself let's go.
1: Yeah. So I, I, as soon as I saw the first panel done in in Bellingham, I was like, dude, I'm I'm already on the phone while I'm at training, like getting everything going with employees, trying to find a guy to get him in place. And I just hit the ground running with it. Um, And I talked to Corey personally multiple times. It's, I'm learn from my mistakes. That's really not the way to do it. To be honest, like, yes, I won the rookie award. We processed the most amount of cars. You know, as far as a rookie goes, and I think two years ago, and I went really high up and then I went really low down as far as I ran into all my mistakes while I was in that high spot and I did no planning. So, um, that's I mean, yeah, you had what
0: two two lead installers, two porters, a manager, something right? Yeah, I I had a full setup.
1: I had three technicians, a manager, and two porters um, all working at the same time. (laughs) And yes, I mean, things were great. I just, we ran into some issues with the dealerships. I need to produce a lot of cars. Yeah, that's like like five cars a day. Right. So that was, um, it was working. The dealerships were really uh, intrigued by the product. They loved it. And then kind of me not hiring the right people to put in place. Um, didn't keep up with sales. So we were just in the dealership grabbing cars, doing them. I mean, I had, I was, I thought it was awesome, but some dealerships are giving us brand new cars off the, off the trucks to do at a a Dodge dealership. And my guys were just taking them and throwing restore effects on them. And they weren't really getting any benefit. The cars already look good. Yes. They looked a little bit better than what they did before, Yeah, but then the dealership saw, you know, like that wasn't really the route to go at restore effects. So that was some of the mistakes we made was not really communicating with the dealerships to say, Hey, restore effects. Isn't a bandaid. It's a tool for you to get more money on these vehicles. We understand that you go in with a list of cars and like, Oh, you know, I don't have money to put on these vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. and th- I, now I love hearing that. And Ryan K kind of worked me through that entire process. It was like, when you hear that, that's what you not to say, you want to hear it, but it's a good, um, response because now we're going to take that car from being a $20,000 car restore it for X amount of dollars and then you're going to upcharge another 2,500 for that car right so if we didn't restore it right if we didn't restore that car you were probably going to break even on it from what you're saying right um, now we're going to add more value back to that vehicle to where your dealership can make money on it and as soon as we started explaining that to the managers and saying this is a tool not a band they're they're finding the cars for us to um to restore now which has kind of been working out and we're still Mm -hmm. doing that training phase you don't just go to a dealership do a demo and they're like oh man this is great right because now you say that they say that well now you have to sell the price you have to sell Mm -hmm. how much money we're going to charge we're the highest price vendor besides paintless dent repair um that comes besides besides
0: body shops well yeah but as far as yeah.
1: they're they're going to compare us to the lock guy who's over there buffing yeah. scratches touching up stuff right mm-hmm. so for us we're trying to sell that higher ticket so there takes a lot of training i um, mean that's one recommendation i can say with anybody in restore effects is really do your due diligence with the managers if you're going to stick in the wholesale game because um, we've lost some dealers just from that aspect of not training them to say hey this is what restore fixes, is and this is actually what it can do for you we were just doing demos in the beginning and then they were like Mm -hmm. well we love it and then we were doing cars and it just didn't work out to some dealerships points and then i had to go back and train those guys and it's working now you know we've definitely seen a a turn back in the right direction of where we were going so that's awesome yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: so two two different ways to do it for Mm -hmm. sure um -hmm. the slow the slow build and and i think ryan maybe you you don't actually have a like a full time restore effects person. Do
2: no, you know? no. Okay, yeah. So no. that's
0: that's the next step for you.
1: Yeah, that's Brian. Be a,
0: Brian that. Brewer had like seventeen full time restore effects people on day one.
1: Wow. And
0: yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking like five I, I not wasted.
1: I, I spent a lot <laughs> of <laughs> money. Uh, this is probably the the most money I've spent on any service that we've added to this shop. And I I talk to Corey and I say I really wish I would have started off slow and and kind of mm-hmm. like you Ryan you're doing it right so don't think that you have to get off this podcast yeah. and start you know I would say no, no, higher no, I'm not saying that get you a higher get, get
2: one full time I'm I'm yeah. there and and it's yeah. been obviously since middle of February so. That I feel comfortable at this point. Um, I want to pick out that right person that meshes with our team because it is a family. So yep. I'm going to be pretty easy with you know figuring out who I who I pick for that. Um, and then Jeff and I can train them. And if they have yep. any issues, Jeff and I are here to have their back. So we yep. want to make sure that we we are up to par to help them and train them and you know fix any situation that they run into. Um, but yeah, I need to do that. And then I got to get out there and sell it. Right now, I have one place knows I'm doing it. The other places heard of it. And then what? how I'm going to go about it, like you were saying with, I would never do a brand new car for that. I would refer, if it did need a correction, I would refer it to my to buddy Ryan. with Rhino Ryan. detailing because it is new clear coat. It can be corrected. There's plenty of it there. I explain to my customers and dealerships, listen, this this will you know this is you got to sell it between paint correction a, a paint correction buff and you know it, it's a little a, too much a paint correction because it could burn through and we're adding 10 microns to this vehicle mm-hmm. we're adding value mm-hmm. for this vehicle um and, and that's the way I'm gonna sell it. Even Ryan's on board with me, Ryan Nash down, you know, the detailer down the road. He's like, Hey, I don't want to,
0: I don't want to paint correct those
2: those cars. Yeah, and he's gonna send me when when he has, he knows restore FX good enough because I, I taught him down here mm-hmm. like exactly what we could do, what we can't do, what it's yeah. good for. So when that car comes in that that isn't sufficient or for a paint correction, boom, he sends it to me. When I have somebody come in here for restore FX. It's not the best product for your brand new vehicle. You only have light mm-hmm. car marks, four marks, you know, go, go see Ryan, get a quote from him and, and a ceramic coating and you you'll be good. So we're, we're working together to give the best value to our customer and our wholesale accounts. And I think when you sell it like that, it, it's going to, for the long run, it's going to be a lot mm-hmm. better. Cause like you were saying you were doing those brand new cars and then you might've lost that dealership. Cause they're like, hey you know it could have been a quick orbital with a wax Buff,
0: yeah right and,
2: and for 200 bucks whatever it would be in your area but you guys did this why do you do that when you could have, you know so we just want to be um up clear with what it is and what it covers and uh we've been doing certain things i did a porsche uh, uh roof and it was you know when the clear coat is off and it's like base coat and you could see like the I guess it's called bleaching or something along those lines. I was able to feather it out. Um and I restore effects it. It was a little roof. I could have base coated, clear coated it, been done and out the door. But I wanted to see what Restore FX could do. And it it ended up making it. I would give it a ninety percent better, but it was after five coats. And with the coats is Oh really? Yeah, it took a lot. Um and I was baking yeah. it because it was cooler temps so i couldn't put it in the sun so my baking lamp yeah. non-stop getting moved around this roof and then we put another coat another coat um things like that you got to know its limitations mm-hmm. Does yeah. it make sense for you to keep that vehicle for two weeks doing different more coats mm-hmm. no we have a we have a paint area you just when you sell it to the customer you let them know hey we could do it one coat's going to make it glossy but you're still going to see this stuff if you want to do that that's cool we'll do your whole car but just paint that picture you know under promise over deliver type yep. picture for You're them right. and it, it'll go a long way so but it's good for us too we learned that next time i'm just gonna i'm gonna buzz the roof down seal it and, and basically clear coat it and what restore
1: yeah. affects the rest of the vehicle right oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> All right. uh, yeah definitely hundred percent um you go yeah car we're we're at 10 grand for a full paint job right that's right where, where it starts for a good paint job so yeah restore fx the the sides of hoods the deck lids, stuff like that that wasn't weather beaten um and it might have been repainted before and that's why the clear was failing just on the roof yeah um so it could have benefited from getting repainted anyways but the, uh,
0: the yeah. amount of the amount of cars i see at body shops that have like two or three repainted panels and the rest of the car looks like shit, yeah. like dog shit. I'm I like, sell,
1: They sell for me, right? I know. They... I'm like,
0: I, I haven't really pushed it, but I'm like, man, they're like, there's nothing explaining you have to do, but you tell the customer like, hey, we're going to paint these three panels and then, you know, we're going to blend in the driver door and then the fender is still going to look like the fender looks like I would go spend another, you know, five, six, seven hundred bucks with restore effects mm-hmm. and make the rest of our shiny. You know I mean yeah. it makes no sense it's just like it looks funny dude like i know body, a lot of body shops don't even like doing that but it's like oh it's what it is it's a, it's a good marketing
1: it's a good marketing campaign you know to yeah it's geo tag all the the body shops um mm-hmm. where when a customer goes in that location they're going to start hitting with these these videos of like just make it super yeah. obnoxious where one panel just sticks out so bad. Oh, dude, I've where seen you've
0: seen them. That's all, in the that, road, I know, but like the customers. Line,
1: I'm like, customers don't really understand that. But if you explain it to them and then they go look at it in the right light, they're like, oh my God, my car looks, yeah. you know, good yeah. in one panel, all the rest looks like shit. So that's a yeah. good marketing campaign. I think I'm gonna go after that.
2: Yeah. Speaking yeah. of the body shop deal like that, uh, another good thing that I want to bring up is you ever see where a body shop will blend a sale panel? Or Yeah, I was
1: going to say that earlier. Yeah, you,
2: you can sell it to the body shop. Say you get your car, car comes back because uh, a couple months down the road, the customer needs that dieback, that that blend mark, because the UV protection of that clear coat dissipates when, when you blend it out. And then you kind mm-hmm. of get it back. Yeah, you can buff it again, but you keep... Mm-hmm. You keep temporarily go back to the point where it's thicker, and then you get a harder line. So restore FX. Hmm. You you do your prep on that quarter panel, and and restore FX that whole panel. It ties it all in. You clear yep. that. Panel. I've done
1: it. That, I've done it quite a few times, and it came yeah. out great. So that's so they're not
0: they're not even blending the quarter, or that's after they that, blended it. After they, go they already over. did it and it failed.
1: It's like if the roof, like if you're painting the quarter panel and then the roof rail goes all the way down, a lot of body yeah. shops, instead of prepping that, they'll just put a blend, they blend right in the top of the sale panel and then they'll buff it, kind of blend it in and then two months later when all that buffing compound goes away, you'll see yeah. that faint Like if you ever burn through restore effects, you can see that little yeah, line. That's, yeah, you can see
0: that. Yeah, fa- I mean, that's I never that see like. that at my body shops. I've never
1: see that in my body shops. Well, and you must work for some good body shops. Yeah it's probably a law in california you'll put
0: you put you, they'll put you in jail if you don't blend all the way through the rail in jail, probably, right? i don't know I'm just, <laughs> probably. i don't think i've ever seen that probably. i've been around body shops my whole life i don't. I, I mean maybe i've seen it but it's not like an issue that i come across
1: if lot, you ever you if look you're look ever work. working on a quarter panel and you see uh, any type of um you know notice yeah i know what you're talking about painted, up in the sailor yeah. Start yeah looking in the sailor if you yeah see something, i'll have to look yeah if you see oh, yeah. haziness or roughness in the clear coat, that's a blend line. That's the money. That's put. a blend. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: But that's another way to, that's another way to sell it. I mean, there's just like painless debt repair. There's a lot of ways. There's the body shop. There's the retail, there's the wholesale. Um, we're it's still not, heavily going sale. after
1: the new stuff, right? Everybody's trying to go after the new high end stuff. That's not what restore effects is for. No. You know, no. so we,
0: I mean, it can be, but it's, you don't need Porsche, Audi's, you know, all those it's the, not brand not, new, right? were, no, no, not not brand new, but even not even the, yeah, not brand new for sure. No, not yeah. brand new stuff, but there's a market for it in the wholesale world for sure. And I, I mean, we've seen more and more retail. Um, I, we're doing as far as clear effects goes, and then we've done a lot of combo restore effects, clear effects, because there's a lot of people that don't want to paint correct messed up cars you know right like really scratched up cars and it's terrible and it's very expensive and it takes a week (laughs) right i mean right so we found several of the combos of restore effects clear effects which has worked out pretty well and they're big tickets too usually 2500 bucks or something like that
1: yeah you know uh man what else you got man let's see
0: Early for me so uh Ryan I would say so my next hire that I'm gonna do after my guy who does full-time restore effects um is probably gonna be like a prep a prep tech and then he's also gonna do like our headlights and windshield chips I know you mentioned you do that stuff and that's
1: so when you hire
0: your first full full-time tech and there may not be that stuff you can train do yeah. both of those things in a day I mean really realistically
2: yep um and, then, and that's so be the next thing that i I, I need that that helper tech because Jeff yeah Jeff was that for me, but now he is writing estimates, answering phone, mm-hmm. this, that, and him and I like. Yeah, we work as one together. Like he'll he'll be pulling a wheel liner for me, so we. It's hard for him to do those restore FX jobs, and then he's like yeah. first, white foam rings. <laughs> he's taking <laughs> his gloves off. So really, yeah, with that process, oh, you almost I can't, can't do that. Again. Once you start, the world shuts down around. Yeah. Me you have to for for an
0: application yeah it's like stopping middle of spraying spraying a car you can't i mean yeah it's not
2: it's not so we are ready we're at that point
0: Um, does does jeff want to do the office stuff or the restore effect stuff
2: maybe you need an office manager yeah what is he better at yeah Yeah, what do you want to do better at the the hands-on detailing stuff because he is he's kind of forgetful on returning customer calls stuff like that so he is a machine when it comes to disassembly reassembly and and detailing cars so we'll we'll clean up customer cars Any that that's over 500 bucks we do an exterior detail on just so you there's that's a lot of money for somebody they're spending that on their car we make sure it's clean when they pick it up Mm -hmm. so he does that um he's always cleaning the shop doing he's really good at that he has his routine he knows what he's doing when it gets into the mental like like following up with customers and this and that he he's way better at in the shop that's where he he always was but he does good it, it you know for me throwing him into dealing with customers and stuff he does really good with it yeah yeah he's, so he's not a cookie kind of savior, like, man. he's <laughs> like all right We're just right, call it right. when you're ready
1: <laughs> Brewer and i have the same question guaranteed i see his face um, so you went from working for somebody else, right? You came in, opened up your own business. You're a great technician. We obviously know that, um, how, how, what was your experience with everything else that goes into owning a business? Cause we have tons of people that are trying to get off the road or open up their own stuff and they're great technicians, but all the backend owning a business um you know all the way down from paying sales tax to hiring to create and all this stuff how did that look for you and how well did you adapt to it
2: i adapted fairly decently to it but but fixing dents and doing the work is the easy part right it's, right. <laughs> it. it's like for me. so yeah. once you're good at that just expect to like you're always learning and like you said quickbooks sales tax like Then I have other licensing for Ohio, like Ohio business uh, or it's Ohio um, repair board of motor vehicle. You got to renew that every year. You got to stay on top of stuff, taxes, paperwork, receipts like it is the business end of it is the hard part. Can you learn it? Yes. But I think for for a technician, the best thing to do if you are opening a shop. So say you're hail guy, you're getting off the road. Hire hire a good office person, a, a accountant person that, that works for you to handle that, and you will be more successful, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, me, I'm the guy that will work till 3 in the morning if I have to. And I'm, I'm literally, I wake up at 3 in the morning sometimes, and I'm going through my schedule. All right, I could go back to sleep now. I know that what we got to do, it's already in my mind. I'm just kind of psycho like that. But for somebody that doesn't want to deal with that or isn't good at that, hire even just just somebody that follows through with stuff. Hire somebody, get everything in line before you go on full time
1: doing so a shot. A book, we did well, we have a bookkeeper that takes yeah. care of all that stuff for us and it's it's very cheap compared to the time that you're getting back from that. Yeah. Um so that's the thing I recommend getting somebody in there to take over that stuff because it's that stuff will drag you down to wanting to go back to being a technician for sure
2: and hire a yeah, bookkeeper for sure. like if they did hire a bookkeeper you could either do like a remote bookkeeper that yeah, that's what bookkeeper. I do. Yeah. yeah but i think uh if you hire somebody that has bookkeeping experience in your shop if you are doing a shop the worst thing is when i'm like elbow deep in a fender or getting a dent out and i hear the doorbell ring and jeff's not there to write that cement and you shut you you stop yep. and you're in the middle of that repair yeah like if you have a bookkeeper that can write estimates land jobs answer the phone doesn't bother you you keep working and that's what you're good at just know what you're good at know where your weakness is and hire for that weakness and i'm at that point where i need to hire for that that position right there mm-hmm. and I, i've been at that point but i'm readier than ever right now i need it mm-hmm. um so that, that would be my advice for uh, uh, uh say a hail tech that's opening a shop wants to stay at home they they obviously will have the the backing the funds to hire somebody and, and give that person a, a month even hire them on as a trial run to make okay. sure that they fit that position and they can do it but that mm-hmm. will save somebody a lot of assay it sucks paying somebody but it'll save them a lot of headache um to have that <laughs> for them some are, and-
1: some of are- some advice on uh, I just found this out. I've been owning the business for a long time. Obviously, this program's pretty new, but it's called Loom L O O M. Okay, um, this is going to help videos. You. It well, it's not training, but you can convert it into that. But this mm. is a um, we, we're going to be using it to create all of our general operating procedures in our business. So, anything that you're doing estimating wise, um, even making sh- videos, tutorial videos on how to deal with estimating. Anything in your business, it all goes into one folder. And if your new employee is into a situation where they don't know what to do, they can go in the search engine, type in how to collect POs from a dealership. And then your general operating procedure video will pop up. They can watch it. So you're not explaining things. We're we're technicians. We need to keep pushing or painting or whatever we're doing. So I just recommend like we're in the process of diving deep to that, that system. And it's, it's very cheap. I think it's like $12 a month. Um, yeah, it's like an internal can...
0: training, internal training software or internal yeah. training basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to take <laughs> care of all that for you. Yeah, well, because look, well, I, I, you too.
2: I have like uh, my procedures for like closing a job out right in the back. Yeah. That's printed up on paper all over the wall. So like, yeah. if you just get that laptop there they can go in there, it'll mm-hmm. keep your, your shop cleaner too, instead of having
0: hundred notes
2: and
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Brian yeah, Bird yeah.
0: and I didn't have the same question, <clears throat> but my thought for you is that you said Jeff is loves being a tech and all that stuff, and it sounds like and but you you need him up front more or something. But it sounds like he, he sounds like he is the restore FS tech Refor, restore FX technician, and you need a front office person. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. You know, yeah. that's yeah. thought that really yeah. sometimes. He
2: could, it's a, he could be the restore FX. And then I get the front office person, which is honestly my brother. He's like the main one that I trust. Yeah. He, he, yeah. you know, he's, has the same last name as me. I've known him for 35 years. You know what I mean? So like, I know he's <laughs> guy. and he's, he's, he's ready. Um, him and I just, my need brother, to
0: my brother's my office manager.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. you know how, it is so yeah and he
0: does he does everything he answers the phones he follows up he does our CRM system he does my books he does my bank deposits
2: he does
0: all that shit for me
2: yeah and you trust him because he has I trust trust him him. yeah it's his business too Mm -hmm. essentially because it's yours you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to let me down and I think it would uh I think that's gonna be the next step I just have to uh, figure it out and figure out the logistics and make it happen yeah for sure yeah man it's exciting to, to hear to hear
0: how you how you're doing man we haven't talked as we haven't talked that much recently but it's been fun to hear hear how it's yeah. going it sounds like it's going great
2: yeah it's going it's going awesome I, i'm uh getting this place dialed in once this is dialed mm. in i'm gonna actually get into uh we my wife and i have a goal this year to get into airbnbs so yeah, we want to buy at least one by the end of the year that's our goal she yeah. is She's always been into the real estate. She's the one that pushed me for like the rental properties and I'm the guy that does yeah. it, works, and does all that, but she <laughs> motivates me to do it. Um, and now I'm, I've motivated her. I paid for her real estate license and she's been having a little issue with the uh national test. She got the state done. So she's been studying, doing that. Um Now she will be our realtor so that it's all kind of in-house, you know what I mean? That's so sick. um that's our goal now is... We're doing great here at the shop. I want to continue to fine tune it with different employees in different positions. So mm-hmm. when I am out in Florida buying a Airbnb, my shop's still operating as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I'm not here, it still runs, but not as good as when I'm here. I need, right. yeah. Yeah, I need one of me here while I'm gone. So that yep. it's going to be expensive, but it's going to benefit in the long run. So that's the next goal. That's awesome. Love it, man.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, right,
0: right, Brian, Brian, Brian just left for a hailstorm for a while. And yeah, he still, is still shop still standing.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it's the same thing. It does definitely doesn't yeah. do as well as when I'm here, obviously. So yeah. there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, you're always going to be fine tuning your business. You're never going to be able yeah. to walk away from it. Um, but as long as you keep up with technology yeah. and you have mentors, you have all these things, um, you could always keep that up to get your business moving, moving forward, not just staying stagnant, <laughs> you know. Yep. Constantly, I, I, I notice
2: with having a shop,
1: I'm constantly
2: changing things. Constantly, hmm. like like the mixing bank, you know, and that other one we just weren't growing. You got to find that what's holding you back and change yeah. it. And some I have people, an
1: employee that hates. He's he he. I think he and hmm. his wife don't like me that much because I'm constantly changing things in the business, and I'm yeah. just like that's it is what it is. Like it, <laughs> how, you how know works, what I'm saying, yeah. like. If if you want to stay stagnant and get better, or you want pricing to go higher, you want us to get more money on the cars, you want all these things, better tools, you want all this stuff. I have to change the business, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So some things you may change and go back. You may change it all the time. Oh
2: shit! You know (laughs) it's not working. (laughs) I got to go back. And and all the time, yeah, it happens. You know Mm -hmm. we make mistakes and everything. So you just got to stay on top of it is what I've learned. And I'm still learning every day. Like, that's why it's mm-hmm. great to be on these podcasts. And I was writing down the loom that you were talking about, mm-hmm. that's great, great information. And and you never know everything. So just listen to everybody and and you you will learn. I'm, I'm constantly calling people about the restore effect when you have an issue and, you know, and figuring it out. And i like to help out too with if I have an issue that nobody else figured out or something that I did and it was better or something. I want to share that so that sure. it helps other people out. And I, I feel when you're helping other people and, and doing other things like that, it, it really makes you grow way more than you think, giving the information out.
1: So that's what I like about restore effects is it's not a competition at this point, like the dent mm-hmm. industry. I can't call another dent company in another state and ask them things. Maybe I can to a certain extent, but restore certain effects, people. You can call right. You can call any restore effects in the country or in the world if you know how to speak different languages. And uh, <laughs> they, they'll be cool with telling you whatever they have going on, whether it's an yeah. issue you're having or what can I do to make my shop better? You know, mm-hmm. so I love that about restore effects. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, it is awesome. Everybody's very helpful. So, yeah,
2: and you, and you need it in the beginning. You need that help. You need that support with yeah. it because it, it, it's a. It's something that I've never dealt with. It's like magic, you know. It, it's something <laughs> I've, you try to wipe on clear coat, you spray on, and watch what happens. And, and in yeah. my mind, body background, I'm like, no way, this is possible. And then I mm-hmm. see it, and I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, like it, it's amazing. It truly yeah. is. So, but there, there is. It's a, the. A
0: it's the, it's, it's the. It's so much like paintless dent repair, but it, but in the paint world. But, uh, yeah. They call it painless clear coat repair and it just fills that same gap where some people are like, no, nah, that's not real. And then like an hour later with the dent repair, it's like, it's gone. I can't see it. I'm like, yeah, right. I thought you were still going to see it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: You know, and, and it's very similar like that. That's why I like it. Like you said, it's magic. How many people have said to you as a dent technician that it's like, you know, it's magic. Get your magic wand or whatever. That's it's funny. Kind of what I never thought say, about it that know? way. It's yeah. just so similar, dude. Like the same, the same comments, the same before and afters of like, wow, it's completely gone. It's it's that's why that's why my dad, my dad was a painless repair technician since 1991. And always considered adding services to his business, but literally never did until we decided to do restore effects 30 years later, because he never found something that was comparable. Equi- equivalent to what paintless dent repair does right. until restore effects. So we do the I like I, I think I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or to you, but I'm basically like the I'm, I'm the paintless repair guy now. So whether it's metal or paint, that's what I'm fixing. Paintless clear coat, yeah. paintless dent repair, that's what I do. You know, um, don't send it to a body shop if you don't need to.
1: Like as a as a general
0: rule of everything, you know. Um, but it's it's pretty cool, no doubt about it. Yep. Well, I think that was an hour. Yeah. Ryan Campbell, do you have any words of wisdom for people that want to uh, add services
2: or buy Airbnb's? <laughs> Yeah, work work your ass off. It ain't easy. I'll tell you that. It's not easy, but you know, for me, when I'm in motion, I keep going. If I stop and sit on the freaking couch, I'm done. So continue to stay in motion, bust Mm -hmm. your ass, make smart decisions. You're going to make mistakes. Don't give up when you make mistakes and just kick ass. Be the best you can be. Help people out. It'll pay off. Good shit.
1: Yep. Um, Thank you guys for coming
0: on or follow along or anything like that. Masters of Recon Facebook group is where you can contact Ryan Brewer and I directly. Are you in there, Ryan Campbell? Yeah,
2: yeah I believe I'm in there. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think you're in there too. Um, we can be more active on there, right? There's one more thing that we could probably do a heck of a lot better than we're doing, but uh, we yeah. do our best. So if you ever want to reach us, go join that group, ask a question in there. There's actually, a lot of people who have a lot of great answers inside that group. So um if you're curious and you haven't heard us talk about restore effects yet, not sure where you've been, but um go join the group and uh we can help you in there. Good stuff. Good yep. stuff, yeah. Good Thanks for
2: having me. Of yep. course. See you guys next time.